What is up, Buff Nation? Welcome in to DMVR Buffs Primetime. We are presented by Illegal Pete's. Check out any of their 10 Colorado locations for happy hour, 36 p.m. every single day. My name is Jake Schwanitz, Andre Simone. Boom. How are you doing today, bro? Good, man. How are you? Not too bad. Been a busy last 24 hours, but we made it. Yeah? yeah. What's, uh, what's kept you most busy? Uh, well, put out a little film room. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Guys uh, grinding tape. Just, yeah, doing Watch that USF offense, huh? Yes. Little special teams? Uh, some. Just a, just just a, a return game, you yeah. know? Just, uh, just a little tad. I had to make sure my bases are covered, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, today will be a fun show, though. We'll be talking about the film room that I put out. Uh, we'll be talking more about just the overall speed on this roster. Talking about the hype that Coach Prime staff has been getting. Patrick Hill, Sean Lewis. Um, I mean, you could throw almost every other coach in there, too. And then, of course, we'll get to your guys' questions at the end of the show. But let's start off with this film room, Dre. Sounds like we got a full program on our hands, huh? Uh, maybe. We'll see how it goes. Love that for us. <laughs> but uh, Xavier Weaver, Jimmy Horn Jr. Whew! The leading receivers for a 1-11 football team. They are not 1-11 players, however. They are not. They are not. They goes are. To, goes to show you what some uh, some of maybe your viewers uh, who have some preconceived notions of the roster that Coach Prime is inheriting. Maybe they should rethink some things. Huh? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I wanted to touch on that in the film room. By the way, go on over to thedmvr.com. It's Please. on the front page it's right unlocked. now. Unlocked. You guys want to check it out. Um, there's like 15 clips in there of Horn and Weaver. But anyways, I didn't get into it in the film room, but that was like one of my main takeaways, man, is that bad football teams have good football players. They sure do. They sure do. Including the Bulls, but the Buffs too. Yep, that's right. That's right. A lot of what I was reading, it's like, man, I I just want... um, I just want... Jordan Tyson now. Yeah. Like, give me another paragraph for Jordan Tyson. I know. Let's get right into it. I know. Soon. Um, he was running in the, uh, not like running, running, but the CU put out a video on socials yesterday or the day before. I can't remember when. Um, and they highlighted their head athletic trainer. And he's showing the underwater treadmill. And Jordan Tyson's on the underwater treadmill, kind of working it out. Yep. Big time. He's, he's coming, man. Yep, he is coming. It's only a matter of time. Um, but on Xavier Weaver and Jimmy Horn Jr., two similarly sized players, but their games could not be more different. Are they similarly sized? They really are. Isn't Weaver like 6'1"? He's 6'1". Jimmy Horn's listed at 5'11", 5'10". Is Weaver like in the 170 pounds too? Yep. Wow. Yeah. He felt bigger. Mm-hmm. And yet, Jimmy feels more like muscular, stronger, more compact. Yeah. Yep. Huh. But then okay. Weaver is like the bigger, like the more physical player. Right. Um, of course, Jimmy Horn's got. At the couch point, at least. Yeah. Yes, exactly. We'll start with Xavier Weaver. Um, just because we already kind of knew about Jimmy Horn since he's been on the team going back to, I think he committed on Christmas or announced that he was transferring in. But Xavier Weaver, this guy can run some routes, Dre, and he can get off the line of scrimmage. Uh, his releases are really nice. He gains separation right off the line. Um, he's not going to wow you with his speed, but he can win over the top. 
if they had better quarterback play at South Florida, he would have broke a lot more and had a lot more big plays if the ball could just get thrown over his yeah. shoulder yeah. a bit more. Um, but with that, he can make some spectacular catches. Wild. First clip is a, a wild, like, twisting like his body, one-handed catch. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, he's um, almost over the middle of the field and then comes back to it, grabs it one-handed, not like an Odell Beckham one-handed, just palm it, like, just has to bring it into his chest with one hand as he's adjusting mid-air. It's a really, really a nice mid-air adjustment and grab right there. Yep. Um, he's impressive, man. He How do you see him? Like, true upside here. In terms of, like, statistics? Like, like buffs next year. <coughs> Could he be their number one? <coughs> They're, like, X wide out. They're a guy on the outside. Yeah. I don't, I don't, he could play some X. Yeah. I just think they have better options. Travis Hunter, if you're in a, a situation where you need a touchdown or you want to extend the lead, you have to extend the lead before mm -hmm. half or something. Mm -hmm. It's got to be Travis at the X. I mean, Xavier could play it, but I feel you. Come on. I mean, yeah. You know how I feel about Travis Hunter as a wide yeah, receiver. Right. Um, but I, he really could play all over the field. He lines up in the slot. He lined up at in the slot, I should say, at UCF, USF. Um, played out wide. He's got the speed to kind of burn you over the top. He can make you miss underneath on screens and stuff. Uh, he's a fun player. As I mentioned, his releases and like route running get him open down the field. So yep. he can work the intermediate part of the field to, yep. to go along with all that. I mean, he attacks all three layers of the defense. He does. Feels like the catch radius is there. Um Definitely, like, the guy you like to go back and get the ball, uh, over-the-shoulder stuff. He just feels like a really natural deep bomb. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, great red zone option. Shout-out to Chad in the chat for checking out the film room. Um, Xavier Weaver is a dog. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, on that red zone stuff, I mean, he was getting open there consistently. Uh, even on plays when he was getting red zone balls and red zone targets, mm -hmm. you can see Jimmy Horn kind of working guys and running routes too. That Love last that clip, you pointed that out. Yeah. Love that you pointed that out. The, yeah. the last clip in the article in the Xavier Weaver section, um, they're on like the 10-yard line against Temple. Uh, Weaver's to the bottom of the screen, Horn's in the slot to the top, and Horn just completely like leaves the defensive back standing, just like arms out, like mm -hmm. no idea where Horn mm -hmm. went kind of. Mm -hmm. um, but I guess that's a bit. That's about it for Xavier Weaver. Um, he was USF's leading receiver last year. Put up 700 plus yards both seasons. Increased his receptions from 41 to 53, 21 from 2021 to 2022. Increased his touchdowns from six to two. Um, so the, you know the yards per reception went down, but the volume kind of went up at the same time, just in terms of receptions and where he was being utilized all over the field. Yeah, I mean, what do you what do you think was the biggest reason for that? Um I think Jimmy Horns I don't I don't want to say emergence cuz he only had a a slight increase in uh -huh. his stats 22 to 21, but I think they uh Started Teams have to key in on him a little more. Yeah, I think have that. Have to take care of Jimmy more. Right, and so you have Jimmy. I mean, I talked about it in the article. Jimmy Horn was like kind of just used exclusively as a 
deep threat-ish gadget type players yep. first year and yep. a returner. Right. And then the second year, last year, they're using him to run the ball, like literally standing in the backfield next to the quarterback or on reverses. Right. Um, I mean, he's got world-class speed. The separation he gets just running is insane. Yeah, and Weaver was more of a conventional wideout, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like in a Sean Lewis offense, where's where's he fit? Mm. Uh, is that your slot? We're talking about Weaver? Mm-hmm. I like him in the slot. You play some Z, I think. Yeah, I, think you, I do too. If you gotta, if you gotta set both with, these uh, kids are lightning on slants. Oh yeah, not not to interrupt. Fantastic. You. They are like the slant burners. Yeah, yes. Weaver's got a clip too, where he takes a slant like sixty yards. Like, yep. He's yep. deceptively fast, I think too. A lot of the attention's on Jimmy Horn with his speed, but just Weaver like kind of easy speed. Yes. I mean, that to me. You you start the film room off with a bang with the adjustment and the you know the acrobatic ba- uh, grab, but what you consistently see every clip is the separation off the snap. Mm-hmm. It's just easy speed, easy accelerator, boom. Yep, uh, Jimmy Horn though. I mean, that's world class speed, bro. It's tremendous. Yes it, speed. yes, it is. Yeah, let's move on. Um. Okay, let's do the do the race between them. Jimmy Horn and uh, Dylan Edwards. Sure, we can do the race. Whenever you're ready, Alyssa, throw it up. The, the other one. That's the clip I sent you. Yeah. So you guys were talking about it yesterday. We went and pulled up the clip. Jimmy Horn and Dylan Edwards with chains on, racing. Who's faster? I think it's Dylan Edwards. I think so too. Whenever you're ready, Alyssa. His legs just move really. Jimmy know who really the fastest on the squad. This shit slotted. This shit slotted. It look like you got you right there, bro. Bro, we got on chains, bro. That's what I'm saying. We got on chains. Got that torque. I got that torque in these legs, man. Oh, Jimmy got a jump. Dang. Look, 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 Jimmy to me. Telly, that, 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 that might be a false start in track. That's a false start in track. <laughs> 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 I gave him a head start with the running that shit. Bro, nah, he wasn't saying that shit earlier, was he? I won all three. His ass lost. Now we got excuses. I won all three. We got excuses. We got excuses. Phenomenal. What a great duo. You have to bet for your life who wins in a race between Jimmy Horn and Dylan Edwards. Who are you taking? Boy, I better hope we've got a real, like, false start gun, you know, because uh, <laughs> yeah. it's very up for grabs. Um, I think just barely I'm taking. Well, what's the distance? Because that's 40 yards they're running there, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I think so. On the 40, I think Dylan has it. Yeah. Jimmy does have that long speed, though. 60, 70. It's close. I'm I still going know. Dylan. I'm still I going Dylan. No, I think Dylan. I'd go hurts. Dylan. I'd go Dylan, too. Um, but a great way to intro Jimmy Horn. That's what really stands out on tape, huh? Yep. Uh, the speed is evident. Uh, these guys are going to be Weaver and Horn are going to be massive, massive role players in this offense. 
for Sean Lewis. Again, check out the DMVR.com. It's all there for you guys. Um, let's talk about the coaching staff because this coaching yes, staff please. has been getting a lot of publicity. But first, shout out to our new friends at Run Your Pool. Run Your Pool is helping us out when it comes to March Madness. And they're, we are teaming up with them to give you guys a chance to compete in a bracket challenge against me, against Will, against, uh, I think, all the All-City peeps, right? Yeah. Or most of the college beats, at least. Yeah. Um, I'll be on there, too, for what it's oh, worth. Oh, there you go. You can uh, compete against Dre as well. Yeah. Anyone. You, you guys, the whole chat can get together, compete against each other. Exactly. It's that easy. Head on over to play.runyourpool.com slash dmvr. That's where you can sign up. We're giving away cash prizes. First place gets 300 bucks plus a $75 DMVR locker gift card. Second place gets a $150 cash prize and third place $50. It's free to play. Uh, brackets open after Selection Sunday, which is March the 12th, and they will be open until March 16th at 12.15 p.m. Mountain Time. That's the deadline. And when games start for the... Are we still calling the first four the first round? Or is the first round the actual first round now? Either no, way. no. The first round is the first round. Okay. So that, those are like, they're like playing games. Yeah. Right. They're like add-ons. So then it's before the first round is the deadline, March 16th. Again, head on over to play.runyourpool.com slash DMVR. And don't forget to get your picks in when the bracket is live. We'll be pumping that up as we move towards March Madness. And then shout out to Breckenridge Brewery. You guys know we love our Breck brews here at DMVR. Get oh, yeah. yourself the best amber ale on the market, the Avalanche Amber Ale. It sits right in front of us every day. You can check out their beer locator at www.breckbrew.com to find a Breck brew near you. Boom. Boom. Well done. On this coaching staff, uh, we talked about it a bit yesterday when we started the show. Pat Hill. Pat Hill. Gone to the Minnesota Vikings. Um, only about a month at Colorado. So, Almost exactly. Yep. Almost exactly. Hardly knew him. I know. But Coach Prime and the staff were super hyped about it. What a phenomenal send-off. It's pretty great. Alyssa, whenever you're ready, go ahead and throw up that video of Coach Pat Hill letting everyone know that he's headed off to Minnesota. Do we have sound? So Vikings. Yes. Yeah. You know we got two Vikings there already. Yeah. Yes, sir. Same way. It happened the same way. Yeah. That's big, man. Huh? Absolutely. I'm excited. I appreciate you. Should you should be. I appreciate you. Knock it out. Open yes, up the gate. Yes, sir. For us. We'll do. Us. For us. And you know who us are. All right. Yes, sir. Appreciate you, boy. All right. Love dog. Be safe. I see none of You said what now? I gotta get you on camera before you dip, man. How's, uh, how's it feel? It feels good, man. I'm excited, man. What you, uh, you going to Minnesota, right? Yes, sir. Minnesota Vikings. Uh, I'll be leaving here Wednesday morning. And excited for the opportunity, dog. Hey, man, that's a beautiful thing, man. Beautiful Absolutely. thing. <laughs> Keep going beautiful. up, man. Keep going up. Yes, sir. We'll do it. Yes, sir. Tell him what you tell him what you have. Um, Want to mess up? DCB channel asked, did Hill recruit any players? I don't think he had time to. 
No, I mean, it's after National Signing Day that he's hired. I mean, gosh, was he right before? Okay. Would he have been around for that big junior day? I think he may have been. So he probably played a role in that. But in terms of the 2023 coaching staff or the recruiting class and transfer class, I don't think he had that great of an impact. Um, I think someone like Nick Williams probably had a much bigger impact. Um, he was announced as, I think, the defensive line coach before they hired Pat Hill. Uh-huh. He, of course, moves over to defensive end. Um, so, I mean, it's a loss. You'd like to have all your coaches going into the, the spring season and right. as you try and gear up for the year. But, I mean, there could have been much bigger losses the Buffs could have suffered at this point in the season. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, you just got to keep it moving, and you you see Coach Prime and Bucky's attitude is the exact right attitude you should have. It's sad, uh, but in the end, you got to be happy for him being able to take this opportunity and uh, go to the NFL and kind of progress. And and it's just it's very clear that even though nothing's happened on the field yet, that everyone has their eyes on Colorado. Even with that Notre Dame coaching search, like, it's just, you know, do you want to be great? Do you want to be a nationally ranked program? Welcome welcome to the fight, as Coach McIntyre would have said, because that's what being part of this tier of programs means. It means your coaches are getting poached. It means you're in big recruiting battles. It means, uh, you know, you, you got to show up for the big time or, or, or you're not going to make it. For sure. Uh, Lawrence... With the comment, Coach Prime did say in another video, you better leave me two dogs before you go anywhere, dog. That'd be nice. Um, the buffs, I mean, the fan base has been clamoring for more trench players. Yeah. So uh, yep. I'm sure that would be a welcome addition. A lot of talk about Warren Sapp. And this has been a name that's been thrown around quite a bit. Yeah. Even before a lot of these coaching hires yes. were made. This is like back in December. Yeah. His name was floated around. Would you be in on Warren Sapp? Of course I'd be in on Yeah? Let's Why, would anyone answer no, I wouldn't be in on Warren Sapp? <laughs> you never know these days. A staff with Coach Prime and Warren Sapp, two of the absolute greatest at either of their positions. That'd be, that'd be really nice. Where is Warren Sapp right now? I do not know. Okay. Um, people have been saying the last two days in the comments, he's got to get his degree to actually become a college football coach. So I think he's working on that as we speak. And once that's done, we'll see. Yeah, I guess he's dabbled with the commanders. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. Him and Ron Rivera then, huh? Uh Uh-huh. So, but it kind of seems like in an unofficial capacity. Well, there you go. Yeah, and he'd be another Florida boy. The Florida connection would be tremendous. Uh, Boong says y'all sap isn't coming. He has a semester yet and he still hasn't completed it. He isn't serious about completing it. Wow. Um, I don't know if we know that, but yeah. Um, yeah, we'll see. I mean, I'd imagine they find someone else to kind of maybe fill in that role as it stands right now. I think there's only four like named position coaches at Colorado being Ooh, Charles Kelly, right? Nick Williams, Andre Hart and Kevin Mathis. Um, you have guys like Vincent Dancy, who is a quality control analyst. Dennis Thurman, of course, who we're very aware of, uh-huh. uh, is a legendary 
NFL coach. Absolutely. So you've got you've got good coaches in the building, established coaches. Yeah, Zim might be in Zim. the building. We'll see. Oh, speculative. They keep speculative. Yep. They keep saying. But have you really seen knows? him? I, I assume he's waiting on NFL, like offers. And you stuff. would assume. That's what it. That what was the holdup with uh, Willie Taggart? I think because he obviously took the job with Baltimore. Right. Right. So, who are they talking about? Who went to the Vikings? I guess that's a Jackson State guy. Oh, the second guy? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Because um, uh, Coach Prime did say we got two of them now. Right. If you guys know in the comments, let us know. Yeah. Ah. What can you do, Jake? What can you do? What can you do? It does seem like they're short. And how much of... You know, like I always go back to Rick George saying they... They don't have the money to pay Coach Prime's contract <laughs> yeah. with the opening presser. And how much of that hinged on basically a hypothetical TV deal? Right. And how much of them being able to build this staff and officially like sign these kind of position coaches even like that I'm merely speculating. You know, I'm I'm going off of what the AD said and oppressor months ago. And, uh, you know, rolling with Right. It. I don't know if any of that is actually what's going on here. I think they'll be fine. Once they figure out this conference mess, they'll be fine. God, I um, sure would like to have a TV deal or even just know <laughs> that you're in a semi-stable conference. You know, Me that too. would be nice. I swear, TV, if you scroll up a bit, Alyssa, he, had, he said Jackson State's old strength coach ah. before Coach Mo went to the Vikings. Gotcha. So there you go. Okay. Okay, that makes sense. Interesting. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we'll see. I think someone else had a comment. Uh, Ed Reed or Warren Sapp. I mean, one. Why not both? <laughs> yeah. But two. Think Warren Sapp because you're kind of short a D line coach now. Right? <laughs> right. I don't know that we just hire Ed Reed to coach the defensive tack. This isn't even D line coach. It's interior defensive. Line. Exactly. There are just going to be some technique things that maybe, you know, you want a defensive lineman to teach. Mm -hmm. You know how it is. We do. Yeah. Um, let's switch sides. Let's talk about let's Sean Lewis. Let's do it. And not talk about another team's offensive coordinator position, but ESPN's Adam Rittenberg put out an article a few days ago, four days ago, I think, a list of coordinators to watch for for the upcoming coaching cycles. Um Tons of Michigan pub, tons of Oklahoma, Baylor, Penn State. Um, he hits yes, them all. Sir. And included in this article, Sean Lewis. The little blurb says he's not exactly an established assistant after spending the past five seasons as Kent State's head coach, but Lewis likely won't need much time at Colorado as long as he's successful to generate interest for higher-profile FBS head jobs. He was among the top candidates for Cincinnati's head coaching vacancy before Scott Satterfield emerged late. Um, and that was when Luke Fickle moved on to Wisconsin. Right? That's right. Damn straight on Wisconsin. Uh, he continues, Lewis is only 36, but brings coveted experience leading a program at one of the nation's toughest jobs and expertise running an exciting offensive scheme. The Chicago area native has most has worked mostly in the Midwest and Northeast, but now expands his footprint to Colorado, which will have extra eyeballs on it as Deion Sanders era begins. Yeah, I mean... 
it checks out. The mm-hmm. guy was a head coach. Yeah. He's taken this job because he's gambling on himself. He is trying to go after that. I mean, presu- to even say FBS seems silly. Yeah. He was just now an FBS head coach. Right. Mm-hmm. It's Power Five. Power Five's the next step. That's he's a, it's a Billy Napier type, you know? Like, um, so yeah, it makes a ton of sense. It's a really nice profile. Sean Lewis already a highly coveted offensive coordinator. And uh, yeah, especially Mac Country, a very intriguing head coach. And he does some things with the buffs and Dion, whether it's this year or the next one. Yeah, he's going to be primed for like a Big Ten job because that's his recruiting footprint. Mm-hmm. Like it, it all checks out. It all makes sense. I don't want to get too ahead of ourselves, but I feel like in the near future, maybe five years down the road, we're going to look back at the 2023 Colorado Buffaloes coaching staff and just go, wow. Yeah. Um, I mean, guys like Andre Hart have said that Coach Prime is going to make him a head coach one day. I mean, Kevin Mathis is like a 10-year NFL vet who's been following Coach Prime for a while. Coach Kelly, one of the best recruiters in the country. Right, right. Brett Bartoloni was JSU's offensive coordinator last year. He takes a step down to go be the wide receivers coach at Colorado Uh now. It's They're pretty stacked, man. And what we've seen from the NFL taking Pat Hill and the Vikings and the pub that Sean Lewis has got just well, from the Notre Dame offensive job. Tagger being in the mix Taggart. and then leaving. Like the fact that you can get these former head coaches to come to your staff mm-hmm. is really impressive. I mean, the fact that he had Zimmerman with them at Jackson State is really impressive. Like it's – the guy's a great recruiter, and it doesn't start with the players. It starts with his coaching staff. Absolutely. That's where he is a great recruiter, and that's where he's able to be a great recruiter because you recruit great recruiters, and then they will do some great recruiting for you. Right. And he gets that. It's also encouraging, too, just when you hear about these losses of Pat Hill leaving. and Yeah. You know, I think a lot of people kind of understand. Sean Lewis probably isn't going to be at Colorado very long. Um, I think we're looking at maybe a handful of years if Mm -hmm. we're lucky. Could just Mm -hmm. be this year. But Coach Prime's able to just grab these coaches. Like, even if he loses them, he's just going to reload and grab another bunch of coaches. The next stud, upcoming SEC defensive line recruiter slash coach. Exactly. It's just how it works at this point. And there might be, you know, like... Some coaches, it's their coaching connections, right? And what coaching tree have they come from? Right. And this, that, and the other. Hmm. Coach Prime's a football lifer, guys. Mm-hmm. Have you, you, you see that phone call where he calls Ed Reed with everything that was going on with Ed at uh, that, that job, Cook, you know? And yep. Telling him, Ed, if you need me, I'll, I'll be on the first flight there. They, didn't, they haven't played together. They, you know, no. like, yeah. these guys are different. But, but that's the kind of connection coach prime has with someone like ed reed look at the you know like so this is a football lifer this is a man who when you hear ryan coming back from radio row at the super bowl tells you how other nfl former nfl greats fan fanboy after coach prime he's just his connections the respect he has in this game are at a completely different level from the overwhelming majority 
of people who are already established in this game. And that's where he's really able to recruit great coaches. Absolutely. So no worries here. We know Coach Prime's got us. Indeed he does. Indeed he does. Just just watch that video again. How Coach Prime acts is the exact response you would hope for. Exactly. And that you should have. For sure. All right, guys, before we get to your questions, well, first, make sure you get your questions in. We'll have Alyssa star them, and we'll talk about them very shortly. Yes, sir. Also, if you guys wouldn't mind, the biggest way you could help us out is if you go to your favorite podcasting app, subscribe to the DMVR Buffs podcast. Do it. Leave us a five-star review. Yes. You guys, uh, we've gotten a few in recently. We still haven't moved our iTunes rating. We're at 4.5 still. Wow. Got to get that up. Gotta um, get it up. We're still at five stars on Spotify, though, so let's keep that one going. That's great. Please keep those coming. You know, like uh, Alyssa's new. I wonder if she's gone into her iTunes and given you that five-star review. Have you, Alyssa? Uh, I will. <laughs> there, you <laughs> there you go. go. There you go. We got another one coming. Today, right now. <laughs> like Alyssa's Coach Prime, it. she's coming. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> if Alyssa's doing it, so can you guys. Absolutely. Uh, let them know that the DMVR, pod- DMVR Buffs podcast is coming. That's um, that's right. Before we get to your question, shout out to our friends at Illegal Pete's. Illegal Pete's has an endless option of fresh ingredients, and right now they got a bunch of new margaritas going on that you can try out at their happy hour. You mm. can try out their coin style or their premium margarita. We tried them here, what was that, two, three weeks ago? Yeah. Pretty delicious margaritas. Very delicious. Um, yeah. They have 12 locations across Colorado and Arizona with happy hour 36 p.m. every single day. Legal Pete's is our go-to spot for burritos, buddies, and beer. Shout out to our friends also at Box and Shanker. Box and Shanker have been helping Colorado families win Heck for yeah. more than 25 years and have won over $1 billion for their clients. Well, Best part about them is they are free to speak to about your case. Yes. They also offer no upfront fee to speak uh, or while they work on your case and no fee unless they win your case and win money for you. Box and Shanker helps with all kinds of injury cases where you weren't at fault. Car accidents, motorcycle, rideshare, pedestrians, trucks, and can even help if you're injured at work. Hit that Shador Sanders number, 222-2222, to find out if you have a case for free. Box and Shanker wins. Then, of course, our friends at DraftKings Sportsbook. All kinds of great deals going on right now. The madness is just about to get kicked off. March is tomorrow, Dre. Are you ready? Kind of, sort of, but not really. (laughs) I'm never ready for any March, you know, but March will get me ready for March. DNVR Bets will have you guys covered, though. DNVR Bets will have you covered. Yep. I'll I'll start dialing it in right about now. Yep. Yep. Uh, We're going to be tuning up our coverage here at DNVR Buffs for March Madness. Also, keep an eye out on the podcast feed for some of those shows. Download DraftKings Sportsbook app now with code DNVR. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA with code DMBR. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Nailed it. As everyone's saying in the comments, smash that like button. Uh, what happened to RK? Yeah. RK's at the Combine, guys. Uh, at the Combine, He'll yes. be back on Thursday for press conferences and stuff. Yeah. And all that great content. Questions? Questions. Let's do it, Jake. What do we got? So Chad's asking Jake, so who's going to be the new defensive line coach since Pat Hill left? We obviously just talked about... Interior defensive line coach. Yes. Yes. 
Uh, we just talked about Warren Sapp, of course. Um, yeah. Ryan has had a guy that he's had his eye on. Let me find this tweet that he put out. Um, when the news came down that they were going to get another, or they were going to get a defensive tackles coach, uh-huh. Ryan thought it was going to be this guy. I'm still, he tweeted a lot yesterday. Wow. Wow. Um, Big tweeter. <laughs> he is. <laughs> he, uh, I wish I had the name ready. But this guy is a Georgia assistant, former buff. I'm finding it. Hold on. Hold on. Uh Chidera Uzo Deribe. All right. Yeah. He is the outside linebackers coach now at Georgia. I believe he played along the defensive line when he was at Colorado. So there's a name to keep an eye out for. I mean, it's kind of late in the process now. So. I don't really know. We'll see. Um, right. But Uzo Deribe played at CU. Let me see. Going back pretty, uh, not too far. He is a younger coach. Yeah. So Let's born see. in 92, so he's not that old. Oh, he's younger so than me. In 2013, he ranked second nationally in forced fumbles with five. Made the final watch list for the Ted Hendricks Award for the nation's top defensive end of the year. Um, he signed with the Saints as a free agent in 2015, so not too long ago. So about eight years in coaching um, thus far, which is... Uh, <laughs> Sean Camp says, y'all stop poaching my dogs. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> it really feels like they are going after a lot of these Georgia guys. Huh? Mm-hmm. Yep, and as you remember, a lot of the appealing transfer portal guys oh, may yeah. have been dogs themselves so maybe there's a connection there he'd make a ton of sense he we'll would see. make a ton of sense and hopefully what ryan is hearing is correct we'll see he just told him to come home so it's a good call by him it good is call by him yep. yeah uh next question from angela back in the chat how do you feel about dion saying d-line is the target in the spring transfer portal, Dion gave Ryan Clark an overview of the team. Um, I think I saw Angela with this comment too. Coach Prime did like a podcast with Ryan Clark and I think a few other former NFL players. I, I saw. I can't remember what show that is. I but. saw the Rich Assizen show where he uh, he took some people off with some of his talk of. Oh yeah, yeah, that stuff. The personalities he goes after, yeah. Well, and, the uh, the family structures. The family he structures looks for, he yeah. looks for. Yep. I know. Yep. Um, Coach Prime could just get away with saying some things that other coaches can't. <laughs> Coach Prime sure can. Yes, that is correct, my friend. Yeah. Um, but we'll see. I think it's kind of tough for to target trench players in the spring portal. Um, because those guys usually kind of get dude. I know up quickly. So. I know, but I mean, like that line's, it's come along a little bit. Mm-hmm. You do feel like you need at least one more body, right? It'd be nice. It would you be. You could nice. always use more, right? And I mean, the like, the interior defensive linemen they have gone after for 24 and beyond are like some high end superstar kind of mm-hmm. recruits, you know? The Pivot Podcast with Ryan Clark, Fred Taylor, and Channing Crowder is what Coach Prime is on. That sounds like a good time. Yeah. Fred Taylor? 
Love me some Fred Taylor. Yeah. It was a dog back that's, in the day. Uh, that's, that guy knew how to run, man. That guy knew how to run. Another Florida connection, I assume? Can't mm. even ass- I, I'm trying to think of where Fred Taylor went to school. He's just... I remember. Of course he played at Jacksonville. Yeah, of course he played at Jacksonville. So. Okay. Jared asks if we're going to Vegas next week. We are not going to Vegas next week. No Vegas. Uh, next question. I swear, TV, there yeah, are some Florida. rumors that Pac-12 got a deal and number for ESPN and Amazon for $25 million. Yikes. Just need to be voted on. $25 million is... If, the, if Florida State and Clemson are upset with the ACC... Per about, school. Per school. If Florida State and Clemson are upset with the ACC about $30 million per year, do not sign a deal for twenty five. No, I mean that... That really rough story that came out last time I was talking with you. Gosh, when was that? Friday? The Oh, you, just yesterday we were talking about that. That was yet well, there was the this was like early on in the SMU SDSU oh, flirtations oh, oh. and the details were like it's looking like the best the Pac twelve's gonna come away with is thirty per school. Yeah. And that was like the SEC and Big Ten might be clearing that by another 30. Yes, they'll double that up. So, like, 25 does that. Like, no thing. That's a disaster right now. We cannot accept 25 per. Um, and that's really because if it's 25 per school from two services combined, you know you're screwed. Because mm-hmm. that was the dream was like, well, maybe we can get so much from a cable network but then you also sell some like streaming rights and you can get to like a cumulative 40 per school with that right getting a 25 that's big ouchie big ouchie not great a lot of florida's in the comments because that's where fred taylor went to school under it is florida guy who went to florida and then went to jacksonville thank you thank you thank you for clearing that up i thought there was a florida connection there look at me you know ball. <laughs> ball knower. Some say. <laughs> ball knower, indeed, indeed. Uh, next question, Alyssa. MLN, what can CU do to protect Charles Kelly? Lewis is likely a one and done, deservedly so, but Kelly is a recruiting miracle worker. He has to be protected from poachers. Um, <sighs> I don't know. Charles Kelly's just just uh, an interesting case, I feel like, because he is a bit older. He's already coached yeah. under Saban, like under Jimbo, under some of the best coaches in the country. Yeah. And he still hasn't really gotten head coach looks yet. What happens with Kelly and Lewis is going to be a really interesting test of what used to plague this program for eons, which was they couldn't pay their assistant coaches. Right. And thus the narrative was couldn't really compete with the other big dogs. Mm -hmm. And as I've pointed out, kind of in this belief, since Coach Primes arrived, that issue has seemingly just poof, vanished, uh, disappeared out of the blue. (laughs) And I think that's A, that Coach Prime doesn't need primetime resources to make the best of the best happen. And I also think Coach Prime has forced this program to up their game significantly and instantly. But those details right now aren't necessarily out there. They will be out there more 
as uh, other schools come and knocking and try yep. to poach their guys. Yep. Um, so I don't. I don't. We'll, we'll find out what they can truly do to protect themselves. Yeah, I think a year from now we'll figure out a lot more about that and exactly how much pull Coach Prime has to not only get these high-profile coaches but retain them. Right. Guys like Coach Kelly. Right. Um, you know if. Coach Lewis does leave after this year. You may have to find a new offensive line coach, too, because Coach O'Boyle came over with him from Kent State. And as we talked about last week when we talked to the offensive coaches, Coach O'Boyle has a lot of admiration for Coach Lewis. There you go. So we'll see. Nick A86. All this talk about coaching potential, it all just sounds like they are so good and won't be here long. What happens to see you after that? Um... I feel like we're getting a little ahead of ourselves. It's there. such a great problem to have. It really guys. is. Yeah. It's an amazing problem to have. And it's a, you know, like, you know what Nick Saban does when he loses a great coach? Charles Kelly. <laughs> Charles Kelly. He goes and gets Bill O'Brien or someone like that who was just fired, who was a great coach. Right. Peaked out. And now they need to start back up from the from the ground up. That's what you do. These are great problems to have. Yep. Just amazing issues to have. Rather have these issues than uh, the issues we had last year. Oh, yes. Yes, Jake. For sure. To that, too. Just enjoy the ride, man. God, enjoy the ride. Come on. I know we're getting ahead of ourselves here (laughs) talking about all these coaches leaving and what's going to happen after this season, but let's enjoy this season. Yeah, man. You got to. You got to. Yep. And dogs and Bama and Clemson and Ohio State. Yep. Those guys deal with it every single year. Yep. Yeah. So welcome to the fight. From Brady. Thoughts on four star quarterback Marcus Davila recommitting or recommitting or decommitting from TSU and visiting in the spring? Let me see here. I'm assuming this is So he is decommitted. Decommitted, yes. yes. Uh, he's visiting Colorado in the spring. That's pretty exciting. This there is a you go. Four-star player. 311th overall, according to 247 Sports Composite. 20th quarterback in this upcoming class. Yeah. 6'3", 217. Midland, Texas. We're in. We TCU, can work with that. TCU, Arizona, and Baylor on that short list. Yep. So no one create knowing that you're like, oh, we can't compete. Well... So you can compete with anyone. They can, Jake. They can. That's exactly right. Um, and certainly against those types of programs. Um, there's Miami also. Oh, okay. A and M, but that none of the. Uh, there's no Michigan, Oklahoma's, Georgia's, Alabama's. So right. Yeah. I was gonna say none of the blue bloods. We could argue on if Miami's a blue blood or not. Oh, that's not, not what we're here to do. That's not what that. we're here to do, Jake. <laughs> Uh, Ryan Thanks Clark. for all the thumbs up, guys. If you could keep that up, that'd be amazing. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. We're at 119. Hit that like button, guys. Chad Griffin says, Ryan Clark said to Coach Prime, if they not come in after your coaches, then you're not doing your job. And someone else put the the Coach Prime quote in there uh, earlier in the show, too. You either get terminated or you get elevated. It's just the name of the game, man. <laughs> it's just how man, it works. Man, it's so true. I kind of got chills from that, you know. 
Yeah. <laughs> that speech he gives. Yeah. I mean, a, it's so true. The man preaches, bro. He sure does. He sure does. Uh, throw it up, Alyssa, from Connor. DJU or Sanders for more passing yards in 23 and rushing yards? Who are you going with? More passing yards than DJ Ugalele? Yes. Uh, yeah, Shadur's going to have more passing <laughs> yards. Uh, rushing yards, I would give DJU, which, boy, why haven't we been abbreviating him like that for the last three years, bro? You had I, me saying Ugalele this whole we time. Ugalele. Um, I like saying it. Yeah, no, I think DJ's more of a runner, and I think in that Oregon State offense, he's he's like perfect as like a, a power running RPO quarterback. Right. So yeah, definitely more rushing yards and definitely more passing yards for Shador. Yeah, I agree. Um, it'd be nice to see DJ run a lot more too, though. Yep. It yep. could help him out in terms of draft stock a lot. Yes. Yes, it would. Next question. It's a basketball DCB channel. Will Tab Boyle's team go to any postseason tournaments? I think that ship has sailed. Even the NIT out of the mix? You're probably right. I mean, you have to have a great... You, you probably have tournament. to beat Utah this weekend, yeah. one. And then you probably need to make the quarter semis at the very least even get looks and you need to beat a big team you need to beat one of those top four seeds after the first round too yeah um yeah no you're right the likelihood is is slim and tristan's hurt right now too it's just taped out it's not great the buffs are beat up in the moment um it's a long shot we'll see uh jimmy asked when will we see a colorado player or coach interview um well we had montana limonius craig two three weeks ago we had tyler brown a month or two ago um so keep tuning in those yeah. will come uh, fairly regularly for you for yeah sure. jimmy no doubt and, and check well, those out and thursday we're gonna be up in boulder talking to the defensive coaches and we'll have a show after that on thursday reacting to it all um there you and go if we don't get it cut up in time for Thursday, Friday, we'll have video to show you guys from those, too. Nailed it. That's my guy. There That's my guy. He's got you covered. Got y'all He, covered. too, is coming. <laughs> uh, do not sleep on our guy, Jake Schwanitz. Yes, sir. Follow him on all platforms and tune in every day because, yeah, he's got you covered. We're trying out he's here. He's the Schwan man, you know? <laughs> um, of course, Jimmy. Of course. Uh, I saw a lot of people talking about Tyler Brown in the comments today, and we didn't really touch on him. Yeah. Have you seen the weight that this man is moving? I haven't. He got his smile, though. Every time yeah. I see him, he's just smiling, happy as can be. Yeah. Even God, in the weight I room, love man. that. Oh, he's, he's the best, man. He's squatting over 500. Today's CU Football on Twitter put out uh, a video of him benching over 400. Wow. The dude is like power cleaning like wow. 275. Dude. It's insane. And how huge is that for the line? Massive. Like having these kind of guys set mm -hmm. the tone like in workouts. Yeah. Like this far out. Yeah. Huge, bro. Absolutely massive. Literally. Oh, we got a super chat. Okay. From Lamar. Is it time to move on from Coach Boyle? Um, I wouldn't say so. No, no, no. No, no, no. Absolutely not, Lamar. Um, he has earned the right considering what the program was before he came. And now with the back-to-back -back 
outstanding national recruiting classes. He's had he's earned the right to see what he can do with those recruits mm-hmm. for the next two three years. Yep, absolutely earned that right. So, yep. Uh, Val says he doesn't smile on the field though, and I love that. That dude is going to be moving some people and just pancaking defensive linemen this next Damn year. Damn straight, man. I mean, if he's doing this. He's a dog, man. Yeah, incredible. Um, who plays tackle? Well, Savion Washington will be one. Uh, we've got Tank at left tackle, but uh, I don't know if I told you about this, but CU put, or Isaiah Jada on Instagram on his story put like a picture that you could kind of you can't really see the whole offensive line because it's uh-huh. like from the left sideline. Yeah, but I think Jada was at left tackle. Tyler Brown was at left guard. Van Wells was at center. It looked like Landon Beebe was at right guard, and then we couldn't see who was at right tackle. I'm assuming it was Savion Washington. So, it's a pretty strong offensive line right there. <laughs> Not bad at all, and they're deep. And they're deep. Like there's a bit of rotation. Yep. And you know. I think just like you were saying about the D-line, don't expect any transfers later. Mm-hmm. But with this staff, with this coach, you never know. Never know, Jake. Yep. We do not know. We will, though. So, I mean, could just get better, even better. Even better this season. So yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um, Jabriel had a question if you scroll up, Alyssa. Oh, get there, Bucky yeah. on the show. Yeah, we're working on uh-huh. it, man. Uh-huh. Soon, eventually. Um, no doubt. You should have him do an unboxing. An unboxing. Yeah, you know, Bucky likes to open oh, the packages yeah. he's got. You can have him do an unboxing or something. Maybe we'll uh, we'll give him like a DMVR care package. There you go. Yep. He can unbox it and show it the people the show. everything that you gave him. Yep. yep. Exactly. All right. I think that's it for today. Good show, guys. Um, Dre will be back tomorrow and then... Press conferences Thursday. We'll be talking about that Thursday and Friday. Uh, so a ton of content coming your way. Keep it tuned here at DMVR Sports on YouTube. Follow DMVR Buffs on Twitter. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Let's go Buffs.